sometimes the Lord just wants to spend time with you and, and not us or you doing all the talking. Sometimes He just wants you to be quiet in His presence. And you can get a worship song and just enter in and just let Him minister to your heart and release His love into your spirit and into your heart. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know, my thing is intimacy. And when we talk about the prophetic, that's exactly what it is. Intimacy with the Lord. Prophecy, prophets, they scare people for some reason. And sometimes people don't want to take that extra um, step or that time or sacrifice. To, to lay before the Lord and to spend time with Him and to listen to Him. And I, I too, sometimes, are fearful and scared sometimes of spiritual things. But the Holy Spirit and His peace and God's love and presence will envelop you and, and uh, surround you and comfort you. And He wants to know you. Just like your soul and your, your spirit really wants to know him. So today, I wanted to share a little bit about prophecy. And uh, kind of, watch this slide. What uh, God has been saying, at least to me, um, for the last year and the last several months, and even uh, uh, recently. And God does speak to us in various ways. And he speaks to us through our spirits or in our spirits because he is spirit. So you really uh, don't expect to hear him speak to you with your natural ears. You have to really hear him in your heart with your spirit. And he can come and speak to you in different ways. Sometimes even new circumstances. Just things that are happening. And all of a sudden you need to know something because it's wisdom. Holy Spirit has brought something in your heart to tell you something. And you don't know why you did what you did, but it was all God that helped you or protected you. And uh, he also can speak to some of us, uh, as he does with me, in a lot of dreams and visions. And sometimes he'll speak to you in dreams because he just can't get your attention any other way. You don't take the time to spend in his presence and hear him and talk to him and communicate with him. And commune with them. So he, that may be the only way he can get you where you're you're out. <laughs> sleep is, is a mysterious thing. But when you sleep, you're not in control of all your faculties. So he'll speak to you that way as well. And then there's certain people that he has given gifts to that will uh, be more sensitive to the spirit realm and his voice. So I wanted to um, talk today about. Some, some end time stuff, some current stuff, signs, warnings, some things that you may have read in Matthew 24 or 21. Uh, but let's read first in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Amos 3, verse 7. It says, Surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret plan of the judgment to come to his servants, the prophets. Now that's the Amplified Bible, so it reads a little different. It says, Surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret plan of the judgment to come to his servants, the prophets. 
And so he will reveal things to us. He wants us to know what is going to happen. He's already given us the scripture. And in the scripture, it tells us, uh, you know, prophecy. So they have that word again, prophecy. The whole scripture is basically, at least two-thirds of it is prophecy. Old Testament prophecy, as in the New Testament. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 through 11. 55 through 11. It says, My thoughts, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return without watering the earth, making it bud and sprout, and providing seed to sow and food to eat. So is my word that proceeds from my mouth. My word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper where I send it. Amen? Amen. Okay, first, uh, what I want to share is that on September 6th, just a few days ago, Israel, the Jewish people, celebrated the New Year. Their New Year is not our New Year. They have a different calendar. Their New Year is called Rosh Hashanah, which also is called and means the Feast of Trumpets because they blow a lot of shofars all over the place. Say it again. Need up or down? Muted? Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate all your help. So Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, the Jewish calendar year is 5782. You know, we're in 2021. Our calendar year starts January 1, and we'll be at 2022 20, uh, in the year. We're almost there already. Can you believe it? We have just three more months to go. Um, so um, the year 5782 of Rosh Hashanah is the first day of what they call High Holy Days. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. It represents a new beginning. We've been talking about new beginnings around here. Even the nine, the month of September is nine. Nine means manifestation. So we should expect some manifestation of some great things to happen in September, things you've been believing for. Amen? Amen. So head of the year represents a new beginning. It is a time of prayer. This is what the Jewish people do. And we are wrapping in. So we're also Christians, and so we can celebrate these Jewish holidays and reap the benefits of them. It's a time of prayer. They read the scriptures. It's a time of asking God to grant them a new year of peace, prosperity, and blessing. It's the same thing we do January 1. But they also... They eat special foods like apples and raisins and some other things. They celebrate for two years, two days, and it's a blowing of shafars all over Jerusalem. They're sounding. Like we do fireworks. <laughs> but they're, they're these trumpets that, that go off that I don't know if you've heard of, they're just amazing. So that's why it's called Feast of Trumpets. So it is the beginning of a new year, and it's the beginning of what they call the High Holy Days. So within 10 days, they call these 10 days before they reach the next feast, 
the days of all. During those ten days, they're speaking of prayer and fasting. They are praying and fasting as they lead up to their annual day of repentance. The annual day of repentance will be September 16th. So September 6th was the new year. September 16th, ten days later, is the annual day of atonement. And then it ends with the third feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. And that will begin September 21st through the 27th. So the month of September for the Jewish people is a powerful, powerful, powerful month. A lot is happening spiritually. God's presence is already in that city because it's an open portal over, over Israel. And I had the um, opportunity to, to uh, visit, and I was, I've been there on their Sabbath. And everybody is rushing and hustling and bustling and everything to get ready for the Sabbath. It's almost like Christmas time around here. It's just that, it, that much excitement happens for the Sabbath. They close everything down in preparation. All the stores close, I think at 5 o'clock, the whole town is shut down. And they're in their, their places, their home, their places of worship. Streets are empty, like it's a, a holy, 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 holy day. But the holiest day for the Jews is that day of atonement. Back to September 16, also called Yom Kippur. September 16. I'm going to share something real quick personally for me. I think it was year 2010. I was kind of shuffling in and out with the Lord in the world. My, my flesh was going through. And so I had one foot in, one foot out. And so I, I knew God, His hand was on my life, I knew I had a calling. But I, I, I don't know, but it was some of the life struggles, the challenges that came that I had one foot in and I had one foot out. I wasn't planted. I wasn't planted anywhere. I wasn't even reading the Bible anymore. I wasn't praying. I wasn't going to church. On Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and I, I think it was 2011, might have been 2012, I had visitation from the Lord. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw his face. I saw Jesus. Every time I closed my eyes, every time, I, I almost felt, I hate to use this word, I felt like I was being tormented. <laughs> But that's, that's, we know that's a negative word to use. But my flesh felt that way because I couldn't stand it. And I had to repent. I had to go through this repenting of crying and weeping. And every time I shut my eyes, I saw him. Every time. But, you know, in a dream, I, I saw him in my dream. And until and so I just said, okay, I'm done, I'm back. And it lifted. But I, it, what was released in me was this peace that surpasses all understanding. So that's just a personal note or something that I experienced actually on that day. That was my day of visitation. These holy days, and I'm going to have a seminar in November, and if you want to come out, join me. We'll talk in detail about them. They are called um, Kairos Times. They're appointed times. They're appointed times by God. They're in the Bible. And they fall exactly how they're supposed to fall. 
every single year, and they don't miss a beat. God doesn't miss a beat on showing up. They really do happen. They're real. And real miracles happen during those times. So those three feasts that I just mentioned, they say that those are the feasts that have not been fulfilled yet. Meaning, spiritually, Jesus hasn't fulfilled those, those feasts. But Jesus has spiritually fulfilled the spring feast. You know, Passover and, uh, oh, what's another one? There's a couple others, but spiritually my, my mind is not going, going there. I have to follow the spirit. These feasts are called the ones we just had in the fall feast, the current ones. And then the spring feast will be the next ones. And again, as I said, if you want to know more in detail, I can share. I wanted to share this time of the year because these feasts are set times, as I just mentioned, they're God's times. They're his set times of visitation, his set times of favor, his set times of answer prayers, his set times of open heavens above you. Now you have to understand that it's a spiritual. It's, it's your spirit that is going to acknowledge and partake. He'll reveal himself to you mighty, mightily, and it's very important to understand these feasts because they help us understand God's prophetic agenda for things to come. The prophetic words that have come to pass, that have been released in, that have not have come to pass yet, but have released in the Old Testament. An important element of any prophetic insight is having keen understanding of God's times and seasons. Remember in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, it tells us that it was the tribe of Issachar who understood the times and seasons and knew what Israel was to, to be doing during those times. If we want to have prophetic insight about what is happening right now, both in the earth and in our nation, we must understand interbiblical times and seasons. Okay, first word of the Lord. This is taking us back to July 2020. July 25th. 2020. That's the year of the pandemic. Remember we all were praying, if my people will hunt themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and heal where I am. This is what the Lord said. He talked about rivers of living water. That's what's going to heal the land. The Lord God is visiting his children in mighty encounters as his spirit is being released in a greater measure ever, than ever before. He said, come. The Spirit says, come and drink from the wellspring that is springing forth, springing up out of your most inner being. Drink, drink, drink from my will, says the Spirit of the living God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blush forth, gush forth. And release that which is in you. Release it so that you may be filled. You know, as God gives us things, we're supposed to give them back out. And he'll continue to fill us. So the land that the Lord is talking about healing is us personally. Our souls must be healed. We must heal our, our souls. We must receive the refreshing in order to come up higher in him. And then John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39 John 7, 37 through 39. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me 
Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given. See, the Spirit hadn't been given yet. He's prophesying. Who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given. Because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. And then Deuteronomy 32, verses 1 through 2. We talk about rain, dew, showers, and abundant rain. Haven't we been having a whole lot of rain? And then it says, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Verse 2. May my teaching trickle like rain. That means the flow in small stream. Very softly. My speech is distill like dew. Distill, D-I-S-T-L-L, -L, means to purify. It's a liquid of vaporizing, and then it condenses as it cools, and it turns into a vapor, collecting the liquid. It's like gentle rain on grass. You know, you see the dew on the grass. So you're relaxing and you're experiencing and he's suggesting a release from ideals and intellect into your, into your heart as these rain and showers flow into your spirit. It's like showers on a tender plant. Steady rain with periods of downpours when it becomes rain and heavy. That's what God is doing in our hearts. It starts off as the trickles, like rain, and then it becomes dew, where it hangs around, settles around, and you sit and soak. This is what they call soaking. And then you have the showers, or the abundant rain. And that's Deuteronomy 32, verses 1 and 2, if you want to read that a little later. And then Job 2, find Job 2, verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, that is us, the church, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, the latter and the former in the first month. They're going to come at the same time. Now the former rain occurs in Israel. We're talking about Jerusalem. The former rain begins in, in the September and October, like right now during the fall. And during that time, they're, they're sowing their seed, they're planting. Then the latter rain, they're going to get their harvest in the spring. That'll come later in the spring. That occurs in March and April. That occurs in the other feasts. You notice that these are these former and latter rains are occurring during those feast days of the Lord. It's a point for opportune time. We know rain spiritually represents Holy Spirit. It represents His very presence. To revive us and refresh us and cause us to produce fruit. And at the same time, the harvest is ready for gathering. The former rain is to prepare the ground to receive the seed. So our spirits are the ground that needs to be broken up in order to receive the word of God. And the word of God is the seed. And then the latter rains, they are to saturate that ground or the seed in order to produce the fruit. God is wanting to saturate our hearts with the rain of his presence 
so that we are changed into the image of God and allow us to produce and yield more abundant fruit, the fruit of the Spirit that is described in Galatians 5. Now let me warn you, the fruit of the Spirit, that's Holy Spirit. But the fruit that you're going to produce is your Spirit producing it, not Holy Spirit producing it for you. You're going to produce that fruit in your spirit. So we have a responsibility. Which it was that easy, it just was there. There's things that you have to do to change in order for that fruit to grow. God says that you can't label this new move. People always want to put, he says they always want to put a label on the move of God. You notice that? They call it whatever they want to call it. He says quit trying to label it. He said, I'm tired of my people trying to label what I'm doing. He says, it's my creative ability and force in action. I create what is in my mind to do. It's not yours to stop trying, so stop trying to label it. Quit trying to label what I'm doing and just get in on it and receive it. See, the labeling sometimes is a way to distract you or prevent you from entering in and receiving what God is doing and what he has for you. This is that, God says, that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Did I not say I would pour out of my spirit of all flesh? Did I not say I will not, did I not say you will not perceive it? If you perceive it is here, you won't understand it. But I did it. Did I not say in the last days my sons and daughters will do exploits? Do you not believe it? Do you not receive it? Oh, ye of little faith. But even if you have faith as small as the mustard seed, you can move mountains. Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Come get in on it. Come get in on what I'm doing in this hour, says the Lord. Quit trying to label this move of my spirit, because it cannot be labeled. If it could, it would hinder that which I am releasing in this tremendous hour. So walk with me, talk with me, and I will show you great and mighty things that are to come. The next prophetic word came in July, same year, pandemic, 2020. This was uh, late July, the 28th. 4.20 in the morning, it was like an encouraging, the Lord says it's an encouraging word. And then, he begins though, it's interesting how the Spirit speaks. He says, and then the end shall come. I will say to the people one by one, I am God. Droughts, earthquakes, famine in the land. Many will say, where is your God? Is he in the storm? Yes, says the Lord. It is I. Did I not say I would never leave you nor forsake you? It is I who made the earth and caused the rain to fall. It is I who puts the stars in the sky. It is I who places the rainbow where I please. It is I who has time in my hand. Fret not. It is I who will deliver you at my appointed time. The set time. Those are those opportune times to fest the feast. 
Wow. Continue to watch and pray as your redemption draws nigh. He says, I am visiting my people. I am visiting my people like never before. Oh, if they would only listen, I will show them, I will tell them things they do not know. Will they miss my day of visitation, says the Lord? Will they miss out on that which I have promised them? That which is holy, that which is pure, that which is, will feed their eternal souls? Am I not in the wind? Am I not in the confusion? I dwell in the secret parts of your heart. So seek me while I may be found. Come in while the door is open, because I am a just God who seeks those who are hungry and desperate for my presence. The church must be revived. He says it must be revived, and it will. Israel will be deceived by many, but it is all in my plan to bring forth the future purposes of my kingdom. The war is imminent. It can occur at any moment. This is the Ezekiel 38 war in 2024. And the battle will begin. Finally, God says, everything is not copacetic. When he told me that word, I mean, I've never used that word before. I've heard it before. So, so what does that mean, copacetic? It means to be in excellent order. So he said, everything is not in excellent order right now. It is out of control. No more normalcy. He says, no more normal. This is during the pandemic. I guess we're still kind of on the end of it right now. So, I give this warning as time is short. He says, get your life in order now. Amen? Amen. Okay. We're almost, we're almost done with 2020. I can share some things for 2021. December, the last month, 2020. God said, the realignment has begun. All key players and pieces are in place. I am pouring out my spirit on all flesh. This is the fulfillment and manifestation of Joel 2. So he's, he's already said this to us. This outpouring is to embark on the revival that my people are crying out for and need in order to find their place in the puzzle of my plan. The church is really, really seeking the Lord with a lot of questions, especially during that time. Nation will rise against nation during this season, like never before, and kingdom against kingdom. And what was happening during that time, as we saw in communities, people groups were coming up against people groups, and that's kind of what nation against nation, you know, the Black Lives Matter issues and all the other stuff that really started to take uh, hold of the the communities across the country. Actually, if you think about it, across the world, it happened in other uh, continents as well, the outbreaks. He says, Soviet Union will invade several Middle East countries to force their will and overturn the status quo with a coup. And, and we know that they have already started that. Let's see that. Daniel in the book of Daniel, there's this, this statue, this image that we have, we've seen drawn by some people that have taken that scripture, that verse, and drawn out the different uh, 
different countries and, and the different, like Roman Empire and who's ruling it, to kind of make sense of that. And so it's Iran, Turkey, and Israel. They're going to be involved in this war. Ezekiel chapter 37 and chapter 38, if you want to read it. Again, as I mentioned in November, I'll be talking about the beast, and you can't really talk about these things without bringing these other scriptures up. I say scriptures because they're the holy scriptures. If you say Bible, there's lots of Bibles. Say holy Bible or holy scriptures. So I saw, what, what I saw in this, this is a dream, so I saw in my night vision or a dream, the actual vision of these foot soldiers that were marching. And they were marching. And they were marching and they were China. It was China that was marching. And they also had this Nazi, the regiment, and you know the emblem that they had, the swastika. Uh, I don't know, it's a bunny shape type thing. That was there. And then there were these rockets that were falling. The rockets were falling like rain. God said the reset had to happen. He said the pandemic was the reset. It was a national reset. It affected the whole world, as we know, our world. So the reset had to happen in order to shift the players and even the atmosphere for these events to unfold. The election, the pandemic, the protests, all part of my divine reset to separate the army of the Lord, to promote my generals, and to assign the foot soldiers to empower my true church. So we never thought that God was behind the scenes doing that, did we? That he was separating his army, he was sending out those who were true followers and those who are not. Remember we had to be online for services? And remember some of us probably didn't show up online? And then the churches opened back up and we came back to church. And we know a lot of our church members did not come back. Maybe they're going somewhere else. I mean, that's a positive way to look at it. I'm always optimistic. But we really don't know what happens to people. This was not just here. This happened worldwide. People have fallen off. So he's, he's separating the true church. He's trying to empower the true church to get ready for this end time move of his spirit. He wants to separate the real from the disdain to release my gifts unto men. I see that then I saw the valley of dry bones becoming the true army of the Lord. Just as it caused, I caused it to come down, he says the iron curtain, just as I caused it to come down, I will cause a wall that separates my church to come down so the world will see the true manifestation of the sons of God. I'll say the sons and daughters of God. But you know, spiritually we're all sons of God. In spirit, we have, we have no male or female. female. We must be equipped. We must not break right. We must know our assignment. If you miss your day of visitation, you will not move in step with me and my army says God. you got to be watching. you got to be in step with the Lord. You have to know what he's doing. You have to know what time it is to find your place. Your number one place is in Christ. 
sitteth at the right hand of the Father in him. He says, except my generals, who I have sent, to adjust and align me, says the Lord, so you will not miss your day of visitation. Okay. That was the end of the year, 2020. And then the next uh, word I'm going to share is one more recent, which I'm quite a few months. Um, I have some others that I just not share. I don't have time to share everything. So I do have a website, and I can give you that. You can go look at our post of the word of the Lord up there when God does speak to me. So June 10th of this year, 2021, the Lord spoke to me that we have entered the 70th week, or the last seven years of the 490-year prophecy with a timeline spoken by Daniel the prophet. It's in Daniel chapter 9. I would love to give you more detail on it again <laughs> come in November. But I will share a little bit about it, especially the rest of the prophetic word. I'm going to skip down because I'm starting to read Daniel 9, uh, 24 and 27. where the actual uh, prophecy with the timeline is on there. There are some things that are supposed to occur by the end of the 70th week. So we're in the last seven, we're in the seventh of the last seven years. You know, the, the 70 years are 70 times seven. So they, their seven year mark is always seven years. And so that's 490 years. If we're in the last part, we have 7 times 7, which is 49 years. Okay? It's supposed to be beginning of the tribulation during that last 7 years. Tribulation is supposed to begin at o'clock. So the tribulation is 7 years. Halfway through, three and a half years, or is it 29 years to be half of that? I think it's 20 something anyway. Can't think real quick here. Half of that, you go, when you get to the other half, you're getting into the, um, the hard part of tribulation. <laughs> um, and that is when the Antichrist really is on the scene. That is when the church is not supposed to be here. So some people teach that the church is not supposed to be here at the tribulation, period. Uh, but that's some people that teach, and that's their understanding of the scripture. That's the revelation that they felt they received. But I'm just sharing what God had told me, and I'm not a Bible um, person that, has, that knows the book of Revelation like that. I flow as the Holy Spirit tells me to flow on what to, what to study and what to teach and what to share. Nothing more. But I will tell you on the seventh, seventh, the seventieth week, or the seventh, the last year, the last seven years, God said on June tenth that we needed it, and I didn't, I didn't question the fact that He said that. What happened on that day that He spoke that to me was there was a lunar eclipse. God uses the sun and the moon and the stars to speak to us. And it's in, it's in the Bible, it's in Scripture. Go and read Genesis 1. 
into the book of Genesis. So this lunar, you know, we had the blood moons and all the other stuff, you know, uh, total eclipses and things, and things happen spiritually when that does happen, because it's God that's causing those things to happen, because he has the earth and the world and it's in his hand. So this lunar eclipse happened, and that very same day on that lunar eclipse, there was a ring of fire around the moon. You guys remember that, or anybody heard that, about that? You can go, go search it on Zoom, not Zoom, uh, YouTube or something. On June the 10th, 2021, bring the fire. We're going to read more about it. Uh, they were encircled and, and encamped about my promised land, ready to entreat on my chosen people. So I'm reading now the word that I got. We have, let me start from the beginning. We have entered the 70th year, or 70th week, I'm sorry, 70th week, spoken by Daniel. He just said 70th week. Common sense says 70th week means it's the last seven. We're at the 70th mark. Count that. Spoken by Daniel the prophet. It is upon us an unfolding. The players are in alignment and can be seen just as the circle of fire surrounding the moon can be seen from all over the world. This lunar eclipse that I spoke about was called Ring of Fire. That's my addition. Back to the word. He said, they have encircled and camped about my promised land. That's Israel. They've encircled and, and camped in their position. They've been lying in position around my promised land, ready to entreat on my chosen people. This is that Ezekiel 38 war that came forth in the other prophetic words. So read Ezekiel 38. Ezekiel 38, chapter 5, talks about Persia, which is Iran. Cush, which is Ethiopia, and Put, P-U-T, which is Libya, or North Africa. With them, all of them, with shield and helmet, Gomer, which is Germany, and all his troops, Beth Dovamet, which is Turkey, from the remote parts of the north, and all his troops, remember they're coming down from the north, many peoples with you. That's Ezekiel 38, chapter 5. So the Lord said, watch, look, hear, and listen to what my spirit is saying to the church in this day and hour. Stay alert to know what you must do to be in your place, in your position, as the future unfolds before your very eyes. We are the generation experiencing the last days, the end of the days. Now we did say, he said, started in the second week, could be four, it's 49 years, that's a lot of years. <laughs> But when is the rapture going to occur? Who knows? It's got to, it can occur any moment. How have people been saying that for the longest? Oh, the rapture can happen at any moment, any time, any time. Uh, you know, I guess they were just spelling it based on the sign they were seeing in Matthew 24, which also have been around for a while. So you'll want to read Daniel 9, 24 through 27, since I'm not going to go there and read it before you can study that. And there are six prophecies in there, uh, especially in verse 24 that have to happen by the end of the 70th week. And they pertain, they pertain to the Jewish people, not to us, not to the church. Whenever you read the Bible, you always want to uh, first figure out who they're speaking about. Is it the church? Is it the Jews? Is it the Gentiles? 
who are receiving, who are then referencing when they're talking in the Bible. So my last and final um, word uh, is uh, yesterday, September the 11th. This was the 10th anniversary of the worst terroristic attack on America, the land of the free, on our soil here. The Holy Spirit woke me up while I hadn't got out of bed, and this one, usually I get up and I'm ready to enter into presence and, you know, praise and worship and thanksgiving, things we do our normal routine. But then I know that when He wants to speak, I'm, I'm just ready, because that's what I am. I'm a mouthpiece. So he says, Satan. He said Satan to me a couple times, so it got my attention. What are you talking about the devil for? He says, Satan sits at the highest position in the demonic realm. Satan, your adversary, walks around seeking who he can devour. Not who he will. Yeah. God said, can devour. He doesn't play fair. Like a wolf tracking and hunting down his prey. He is not your friend, and he does not play. He will attack you and come to any open door you have open. You must be holy and stand upright. Stay in your position. I guess that could be the title of the message today because he said it so many times. Oh. Anyway, know the word, study the word, quote the word, and use the word along with your other weapons of warfare. God says our weapons are not carnal but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. He said his attacks, meaning Satan's, are in your mind. So you really can't do anything to hurt you, it's all up here. We sometimes put ourselves in harm's way. But if you have the mind of Christ, he will have no right or authority to have foothold in your life. Be vigilant as he is vigilant. He said vigilant means to be determined, to be steadfast, and always discerning. Your voice and your words are mighty weapons. They can close doors, and open doors. Watch what you say and profess because you will get and have what you say. I'll say that again. Watch what you say and profess because you will get and have what you say. Stay in the word. Keep your mind on things above. Be watchful and pray. His days, Satan, your adversary's days, are numbered. He has but a short time to weaken my kingdom and build his army. His clock will begin ticking at the beginning of the tribulation and end at the millennial reign of my son. Prophecy will be fulfilled. The end will come. My word will not return to me void. It will do what I say it will do. It will perform what I tell it to perform, and it will accomplish what I want it to accomplish. Then the end will come, says the Lord. And I say to you in closing, 
Repent. 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 Because the kingdom of God is here in our midst. Just as John the Baptist prepared the way for the Lord, we too must prepare our hearts for his soon coming return. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Glory. Hallelujah. We we'll search our hearts. We we'll just kind of focus in our inside our spirits. And anything, close your eyes. Is there anything, anything, anything that the Holy Spirit is showing you, highlighting? Thank you. 